Let's say you're vegetarians, but not just stam vegetarians, no. Your great-grandparents were the ones who invented vegetarianism. They brought it to this country. And they are the ones who got everybody interested in understanding that it's disgusting to kill for you to have a good meal. And their children, your grandparents, and their children, and all the cousins, the whole family, a thousand cousins, everybody is the most strong believers that you don't kill. You don't kill. You know, that chicken that you need to have a schnitzel, that chicken comes home and says, hey, where'd everybody go? It's a live being that God created and you're going to kill it because you want to, I mean, it's like a cannibal. You would do it to a human? No. So why you do it to a cow? Cows are people too. Cows are humans. Cows are, are creations, right? So you're going to kill a creature and it disgusts you and your family. It's disgusting. The Toyeva. To go ahead at the concept of killing a creature that God created, whether they know or don't know, for you to enjoy and pay, you know, these days, $200 for, you know, and some of this stuff looks like they, like they don't even cut it up and it was like a rack of lamb, like you get to see the whole lamb. How do you think his father feels about that and his mother feels about that? It's mamish disgusting, but it's to you, it's disgusting. And this is your Messiah. This is your parents and your grandparents. And they are the ones who are, the ones who brought it to the forefront and they fight this whole world and they make the commercials and the, the, all of the magazine articles. Everything is, is, is your family. And you, Nabuch, have a kid who's chubby. Yeah. He likes sitting on the, on the couch and he likes hamburgers. He just likes ham. He just wants to be a regular, normal kid. And he says, for whatever reason, whether it was trauma or whatever it is, he's like, unsubscribe. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not interested. I just, I want to have a hamburger. I want a cheeseburger. I'm talking about a guy, right? I want a cheeseburger. I want to go to McDonald's. McDonald's sells a hundred billion stuff. I want to be like 99.9% of the world. Now, we all understand. Imagine the parents go ahead and tell that kid, this 14-year-old kid, well, we're not giving you money. You're not going to use our money to buy something that we are against. You're not going to eat it in our house. If you want to eat it, listen, what you do outside, that's your business. You know, go to McDonald's, I can't stop you. You say that you're going to the vegetarian store with a supermarket, and you stop all my, I can't stop you, but you're not bringing it in my house. You know how we believe for generations. This is our, this is our whole, this is important to us. Now, what would you all tell those parents? You would say, listen, parents, I know how much it means to you, but if you keep this up, I can guarantee you one thing. Your child will never be able to re-embrace what you believe in because you're making it a trauma. You're making him, because he now, at 14 years old, or at any age, doesn't accept that this is so important. He just wants to be like the rest of the world. You're showing him the hatred, the uh, the dark side of your belief. It's one thing to have a nice belief. I believe that we shouldn't kill chickens. It's another thing to say, but I'm going to kill you, make you homeless, and we're not giving you money, because you're not going to do what we want with the money, and you can't do it in the house. And now he's going to be thinking, why did God put me into this house? This little tiny minority. If I would be 99.9% of the world, I'm a good guy. I never hurt anybody. 
You put me here? Why? He will never develop a love for what you think is so important. And life is long. It could be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. But you're killing it. You're making it a trauma. Your mom is traumatizing the child by taking away that he does not have a home that he is accepted and comfortable because he's going against your belief system. And everybody sees that and believes that and will tell those parents, let him go. One day, he'll go on a diet. One day, he'll realize this is disgusting and he'll want to subscribe just like you think it's important. You'll be mashpia on him. You'll influence him when he's ready. Or actually, you already raised him. You already influenced him. You already raised him with all that knowledge. One day he'll re-embrace it. Maybe. Probably. But he definitely won't be if you look at him with a nasty look until he re-embraces it. Well, because I didn't sign up and I'm a regular person, I get looks from you? I'm not treasured as a person. I lost my status as Bani B'chayri, right? As Banim Atem. I lost my status as your beloved Child who you should be proud of because I didn't subscribe to your crazy, fanatical views. And we would all tell the parents, listen, you're never going to get your kid to re-embrace it if you do that. Is that correct? When it comes to Tyra, it's the same thing. If we go ahead right now, they clicked unsubscribe. Nebuch. However we got here. Rahman al-Litzlan. And we look down at them because they don't want to live According to the ninety-nine point, uh, according to the point one percent that we are from people, how many are we? And they want to live like ninety-nine percent, even though I don't believe they want any of this. But whatever, they're choosing right now, ace ata currently to not be. We have to then change to do kiruv rechaykim, or as I call it, kiruv of the harbe yoyse rechaykim mikol harechaykim shabaylam, because kiruv rechaykim is easy compared to this. A guy from Alabama who never experienced Shabbat, you bring him to your house for Shabbos and he's like, Shabbat is beautiful. All the phones are off. It's serene. The whole family, the only time my family gets together is Thanksgiving and the TV is on and there's always a fist fight and guys are getting drunk. You do this every week? Wow, you eat seven, seven meals in one meal? It's like, and we wonder why we gain weight. Right? When do they have? I remember it was like a housekeeper was saying, "Oh, like a week in advance, I have to prepare for my Thanksgiving meal." It's like we do that like four hundred times a year, right? They do it once a year, Thanksgiving, the roast, the the, the duck, the whatever they call it, the turkey. We do this. You try three day antifa, right? Okay, and now this kid is someone who grew up with us and has experienced it and thinks it's terrible. Nabuch thinks Shabbos is horrible. I can't be on my phone. I can't. They shut the Wi-Fi. I can't go around in my underwear. I can't. I can't uh, dress like regular. Everybody's acting differently, and I don't subscribe. And now we're going to make them feel bad because you are not living according to our standard. Will they ever be able to choose it? It's your. It's Pashat the It says you're over evil you are over a love because you're pushing them away from being able to re-embrace it. Reb Gershon Edelson Shlita Rashiv Vapanovich says the same thing, by looking down or by criticizing a child for their behavior because they're going to have to rebel longer. Don't use your values 
to cause this kid, it's not a stranger, you're very important. If I look down at you and you're not my, my kid, so you go somewhere else. But if I look down at you and you're my kid, you don't have a home. You're homeless. You're the black sheep of the family. You don't have a father. You don't have a mother. They could say Kaddish for you because a father is not just a physical being. A father is someone who likes you, who believes in you, who trusts in you. And now these kids think that you're singing a new song. Alhanar haze loy hispalalti loy hispalalti alhanar haze. God, why did you give me this neshama? I have to go to groups to figure out how to digest living with this guy. And the kid's thinking, I'm not Hitler. I never hurt anybody. I never killed anybody. I just can't do this thing, whether it's physical right now, whether it's school, whether, whatever it is, it's dysfunctional, and I, I, I'm, I, I opted out, and now I come outside and you're looking at me. That's going to make somebody want to be tzniyas? Please, in this house, you have to wear a yarmulke. That's going to make them wear, want to wear a yarmulke? I always say, you don't want your child to wear a yarmulke. You want your child to want to wear a yarmulke. Sure, you can force a kid because he's living there and you're the parents and you say, I'll feel much better if you wear a yarmulke. Maybe he'll listen to you. But you lost, you, you win the battle, you lost the war. Because now, if you force me to do this, it pushes off from me from being able to want to do it. And we've proven this thousands of times. Of course, people who don't know the, the, the data and they don't deal with the hundreds of people who tried this don't believe it's true no they have to hear from you it's not right they know they know it's not right they know how mommy dresses and they know that they're not dressing tzniyas and they know and they know and they know and right now they hit unsubscribe your choice is one thing are they gonna now have a new trauma that i don't feel comfortable in my home so i'm emotionally homeless do I feel that my mother and father don't like me? So now I'm emotionally an orphan. I could say, Kaddish Yasem. Or, even though I hit unsubscribed and I'm dysfunctional, my parents somehow still like me. Still see that I have good midas, and I'm sensitive, and I'm caring, and they see my good. And if you can let them live like that, they will re-embrace what you want them to re-embrace much sooner. And that's called the power of influence. We can influence people if we have a relationship with them. But if I'm busy severing the relationship in the name of Hashem, the pain that it causes them makes them hate us and Hashem. And you know who said that? Not me. Rav Steinman. Rav Steinman Zatzal. I went to him. I have, I have the audio of it. I made it into a video. And I said, what should parents do? What should parents do if their kid is Mechal Shabbos? Should they show them that they that they don't approve? And he said, what's that going to accomplish? All that's going to do is they're going to hate Shabbos and they're going to hate your parents. He didn't want your kid to hate you. He didn't want you to show your kid, I don't approve of you. And we'll learn about that more. We have a whole mimer from him about that. Rav Steinman, Rav Gershin, Shlita, Zazayin, Gazantibadu, L'chaim, Tevim, all the G'daylam. I don't care where you're from. We're going to get to that mostly tomorrow. You're stuck. 
They all said, we don't want your children to feel homeless. We don't want your feel, children to feel uncomfortable. Now he's almost 100 years old. And I said, and, and it's, it's on the video. Rev Lobenstein was with me. Right? He said, you're walking with your kid. It was his question. You're walking with your kid on Shabbos and they pull out a cigarette. Should you say something? He said, chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. He didn't think. He didn't say, well, let me get back to you. He didn't blink. It was obvious to him, criticism never worked to make anybody change. He knows if he said, I'll give you $100, tell me, do you think I like that you're smoking? He knows the answer. You need to be mashpia. That comes from, if I'm your best friend, I saw that in Home Sweet Home. Somehow by accident, when we opened Home Sweet Home, without discussing Yiddishkeit, we, me, and the volunteers, that's we, me and all the volunteers, became their role models. And they all wanted to be from, just like us. There was no shachras, no mincha, no marav, there was nothing. We never never learned with them. There was nothing Yiddishkeit in the program. And you can look over here at all of the pictures. Proof, proof, do, do a study. Do a study. 95% of them graduated within a year from, and Shmir Shabbos is enough. Adayam is, you know, Shabbos, Kash is enough. But why'd they put on black hats? Because they wanted to be like us. And that came because we accepted that they're, they are good the way that they are without any pressure. Without any pressure. You don't have to keep Shabbos. They went to the Krul Rebbe Shlita Zazayin Gazunt for Shabbos. I told them, I'm sending you five boys that are going to smoke in your house on Shabbos. His father was a Perishalah Spinka. Zatzal, Zchus Yogan He said, no problem. I told him, you can't have wine because the rule was some of them were recovering from alcohol. He said, no problem. First time in 50 years he made Kiddush and grape juice. No problem. And they wanted to be, they wanted to be like us. Because we did Kirov tools. What are Kirov tools? Anybody here from Chabad or Eshet Torah or ever Makarov, anybody? It starts with a smile and it ends with a smile. And you never force somebody to do something that they don't want. You can go to someone and say, hey, you want to wash? Because they don't know what it is. Oh, sure, no problem. You know, the boy, the man who came to a, a Suda and it came to washing, he turned to someone and he said, I can't wash, I need rings to put in my mouth. He thought that he saw all the women putting the rings in the mouth while he needed rings. It's not a trauma to them to do it because nobody ever hurt them. Here these kids are saying, not for me, unsubscribe. And if we make them feel bad for unsubscribing, le'es ata, currently, temporary insanity. Right? Like anusim. Oynes, every person does an avera, is a rachtos. I told them, Gershon, rachtos, a long rachtos. Some winds of shtus last a long time. We know because they went through pain and trauma, whatever. It doesn't matter even. Can it be a regular person, a healthy person says, I don't want to be from. Now what do you do? Well, in my house, you, you have to act from. Even if you're successful that he acts from, he will not be from for longer. So you don't want your daughter to dress tzniyas. You want your daughter to want to be modest. You want your daughter to, your daughter to embrace the halacha. How do you do that? Every time they do it because you asked or begged or said, listen, Bobby's coming and she's going to have a heart attack if she sees you like that. Anytime that you compel them or force and pressure them to do something, you push away the ability of influence to be inside of them that will bring them back for real. And you know who said that? Not me. Rav Shamshun Rafal Hirsch. 
Sham Shunafal Hirsh Zatzal said that when you pressure a child to behave a certain way, maybe you'll be successful, maybe, but even if you are, you could only be successful that he'll behave that way in front of you. But when you're not there, when he's not in front of you, you accomplish nothing. He said, however, with love, if you're his best friend, you will influence the child to want to be like you when he's in front of you, when he's not in front of you, when you're separated by time or by space in different countries. And he says, and even, you separated life and death. You will constantly be a hashpa, an influence on your child, even when you're in the Olam Elyon, because of your love. That will make him want to make you proud. That will make him want to be like you. If he sees the mustyuk shel aviv, I don't like you. I don't approve of you. You're bad. That's not makar of anybody. Not one person ever came back from that. If he sees the mustyuk shel aviv, my father believed in me. My mother believed in me even when I rebelled, even when I embarrassed them, even when I cost them time, money, effort, gesund, the whole thing. And they put me before everybody in the world, then you have the highest chance that one day they will re-embrace the things that we know are important.